Welcome to the Family Life Christian Fellowship Podcast. Become a light today. Featuring Pastors Larry and Yvonne Clark. This message will teach, empower, encourage, and even challenge you in your walk with the Lord. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit familylifeonline.org. And now, here's this week's speaker. Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, thy names, for thy name's sake, lead me and God. In Jesus' name, thank you. Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angels of the Lord encamped round about them that feared him and delivered them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Praise God. Psalm 29, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters, the God of glory thundereth, the Lord is upon many waters, the voice of the Lord is powerful, the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the setters, yea, the Lord breaketh the setters of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Lord, every joint supplying, amen, every joint supplying, hallelujah, make its increase of the body of the, unto the edifying of itself in love, hallelujah. Amen. 
And Sister Stacy read the last psalm, and it says, In his temple does everyone declare his glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just want you to do that. We're in his temple. We are his temple. We're in his temple. And let's just cry, glory, glory, glory. That's right, glory. Glory, we declare your glory. We declare your glory. We declare your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank uh, Brother Jonathan for ministering praise and worship. Thank you, Lord. And I began this feel was not, we're not moved by feelings, but thank God that God gives us feelings. And I began to sense the atmosphere change. As he began to praise, I can be, began to see it become thicker. Okay, because the word glory means thickness. <laughs> it's thick. God's presence begins to get thicker and thicker and thicker. Amen. Hallelujah. As we worship him, as we declare and praise him, the atmosphere beard change. We're not, we're not just talking about the physical atmosphere is made up of oxygen and you know, all this kind of the elements. But we're talking about the atmosphere of his presence. Amen. It just becomes thicker and you can, we can get to place of the congregation where we begin to experience and that glory will begin to come on, on us. And it's not necessarily for us because we need to know at all times the glory is here. But we're talking about when guests come in and they don't know anything about God. They need to feel something. Okay. We should be past that feeling. But good when we get the feelings and the goosebumps. But we should be, we, we're, we thank God for that. But that doesn't move us. What moves us is our faith. <laughs> and we know he's here. But we want to be so thick that it begins to draw people in. And when they come and sit under the presence, now there's no, God is in you. I'm looking, and that's that's Acts. I mean, First uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen, and the people, the people fall down and say, "God is in here." Of a truth, He's in here. Amen. We've been looking for Him. It, it doesn't say that in the scripture, but see, we've been looking for something. Amen. We were looking for answers. We we sing that every Sunday now. Answers. People are searching for answers. They're searching, but this, the answers are right here. They're in the glory of God. Everything was created for his glory. Everything was created by his glory. Every answer that you have is in the glory. So that's why the people in the temple is declaring the glory. Can you lift your hands again and say, I, I thank you for the glory. Say, thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Just lift them. Oh, I lift lift them again. Oh, I sense the presence. I sense it. I sense it. I sense the presence of the Lord. 
I, I can feel him on me. I, I can feel, oh, yeah, I can feel him on me right now. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And these are the times when you go declaring some things, uh, hollering, speaking some things, and speaking over your life, glory to God, and speaking change, glory to God, and speaking things into manifestation. Holler. These are the times, oh, when everybody is, you know, the glory is here. <laughs> the glory is here. The glory is here. Things are happening. Things are moving. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Knees are being healed right now. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Woo! That coughing. Gone now in the name of Jesus. Lungs are clear. Ha ha da bosiki karabasa <laughs> Glory. Lungs refreshed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Strongholds are being broken now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Lord, we speak in the atmosphere to limbs being restored right now in the name of Jesus. We're speaking it now, sir. We're speaking now restoration of limbs, missing parts. Glory to God. Missing parts. Missing parts. Somebody said, well, we ain't seen it. Because you have not reached it. He said, the reason why you're not seeing it because you got other things in your eyesight. And he's talking to all of us. See, we have to go to the, he wants us to see the unseen. See, limbs growing back, that's in the unseen realm that we want to bring out to the scene. But when you've got your eyes focused on things that you can see right now, you never reach into the unseen. That's why you don't see Manifestations. I get that. You gotta train yourself. How you do that? Worship. Word. So when I have you clap your hands when the word, why? Why am I why am I asking you to do that? Now I shouldn't be having to ask you to do that. We should just do that, right? Because every time the word is spoken, that's a word life. It's the spoken word. It's the rhema word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? The spoken word of God. It don't mean it comes from the preacher. It comes when you open up that Bible, somebody's speaking it out of your mouth, speaking it out of their mouth. That's a rhema word. Faith comes by hearing. We needed to hear what our brothers and sisters had to say. And then we get thanks. Or, you know, you don't have to clap your hand. Raise your hand. Or do something in response. Yeah. 
Don't, just, don't ever just sit there when, the, when you hear the spoken word. What were you doing? You start, you're preparing yourself to see what you couldn't see. See? See? Because you're giving thanks to that, that word that contains the glory. And it's the glory that you need. Can you say it with me? I need the glory. See, some of us think we need, like, $5,000 or healing. It's not what you need. You know, you might need it. You might, you might think, let's say you, were, you, you lived out in the desert, and I brought a cup of water. Wouldn't you need that? Or would you need that? And I'm going to leave the next minute. Only you have with a cup of water. Is that what you need? No, you need the source of that water. Where do you get that from? Right? What's one cup of water going to do for you? Because I'm going to go. Nobody else is going to come by for five more days. (laughs) Right? See? Oh, I I need a bill paid. I need $500. No, 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 no. That's not what you need because you'll be back in the same situation a couple months from now. But we need the glory. We need the glory. The glory gets you that bill paid. It gets you what? Yeah, see what I'm saying? Well, you know, I, I need a job. Well, that might be right. But you need to know more than a job. You need to know how that job came about. Well, that's because I knew somebody, and my cousin, my education, because of this. No, 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 no. That's not how it came about. It came about because of the glory. <laughs> that's how it came about. Now, thank God that you knew somebody, and thank God that you had a degree. But the source of the job came because of the glory. He said, my glory I'll not give to another. What do you mean by that? See, if you think it's because you knew somebody, who got the glory for that? And if you think it's because of your education, who got the glory for that? You see what I'm saying? But when you know it's God, and it's because of the glory that creates everything, and you give it to him, yeah. See? Even if you lose it, and there's no friends there, and you can't get it because you got to educate, but all those jobs are filled, he'll still give you a job or source of income. Because you're giving the glory to him. And he can count on you when you get that job or get that position or get with that. You're going to say out of your mouth, I'm going to give praise to God Almighty. God's looking for somebody that's going to give the praise to them, not because he needs your praise, but because somebody else needs to know the source. And he can use you. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> I thought y'all might like that this morning. <laughs> that's fresh off. That's just, uh, just fresh. Y'all must, y'all must, you must came here for something. You come here for something this morning? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna get it? <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God! Well, take out your sheets. We're still in the. We're talking about the good, good mirror. Because we have a good, good father. Say it with me. I have a good, good father. He loves me. He loves me. Woo. I, I'm beginning to say that more. 
He loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. Yes. Can you say that with me? Say, God loves me. God loves me. My father loves me. My just as much as he loves Jesus. You remember when Jesus was being baptized? Y'all yeah. remember that? Jesus yeah. being baptized? Yeah. And what? When he came up out of that water, what did the Father say? Anybody remember that? Yeah. This is my beloved son in whom I am what? Well, please. But do you know that when all Jesus had done at that time was be baptized? But he said, this is my beloved son. He hadn't done anything. <laughs> See? He was pleased because of relationship, not of doing. See? So God is pleased with us because of what? Relationship. He loves us because of relationship, not because of what we did or didn't do. Yeah, he loves us. Yeah, he loves us. Say it again. God loves me. Loves Can you look at somebody and say, God loves you? God loves you. Amen. <laughs> See, we've been reading that he's, he's the good, good father has made us in his image and likeness. And we are good, good children being changed into his image from glory to glory. And we must continue to look into the mirror, the law of liberty, because the mirror, we found out, it's the Bible, it's the only place that will show you who you are. Okay? That's the only place you can go and you find out who you are. It's by looking at this book or have somebody who's reading the Bible, who is teaching and preaching the Bible or declaring the Bible, is telling you. Yeah. You're not finding it anywhere else. You're not finding the Quran. You're not finding the book of Hindus or whatever. You're only going to find it in the Bible. And as Brother Terry was saying yesterday, the goal is it's not so much the Bible, okay? It's what's in the Bible, <laughs> the words. And somebody say, <laughs> they said this, he says, uh, if your house is on fire, would you go back to get your Bible? Somebody said, yeah, yeah, because I need my Bible. Well, no, your Bible should be in, inside of you. <laughs> See, the purpose of the Bible, and it is important because there are people losing their lives every day because they want a Bible. And they know that if they have one and if they find it, they're going to confiscate it, but they're going to pay a price for that. There's people willing to risk their lives just to have a Bible. Okay, And that is important. The Bible is important. But see, what the Bible contains, it contains everything that's in the Bible is in you when you got born again. All the wisdom that's in the Bible is in you. We say, Pastor, why do I need the Bible? Because you need to look and see what that Bible's saying. Why do you need a mirror? <laughs> okay? You, you, you look the same when you're in the mirror or you're out in the mirror. Your body looks the same. It didn't change. You might put some, cover it. You might comb the hair a little bit. Okay? But you, you didn't change you. You didn't change your body. It's, you looked in front of it, you look away, it's still the same body. Okay, right? When you look in this mirror, what do you see? You see who you are. See? You see who you are. 
Now, the world has been painting another picture about you. It's been telling you something's false. Okay? You hear, ever hear this? Well, I, that's just not me. That's just not me. Yeah. That's not, that's not, and somebody, well, sister, you want to forgive this person. That's just not me. Then you're born again. That's just not me. It is you. You just don't know it. It is you. Uh, we don't, you know, that's not me to lift my hands. It is you. The Bible says, I wouldn't that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. Lift up your hands before the Lord. So that is you. The Bible is telling you who you are and what you can do. Amen. Amen. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not going to find a religion. Now, religion is taking the Bible and twisted it and put a big bolt in it. And as I was before the Lord early this morning, he just reminded me what he showed me when I was young about the bolt in the Bible. And he just bring back, I want you to take the bolt out of the Bible. Okay? Take the bolt out of the Bible. What's the bolt? Religion. It's religion. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were sad, you see. They didn't believe nothing in it. <laughs> they call them sad, you see. <laughs> they didn't believe in the resurrection. <laughs> they were sad. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you think, man, we laugh at that, but let's say the times you're sad. Do you see? That's because I don't know who I am. I need to find out who I am. I need to find out what I can do when things go wrong. See, we've been taught, the world says when things don't go right, you complain, you protest. You pull down statues. <laughs> see? That's, that's what liberal people are doing, you know, because that's what the world suggested. The world system, all right? But no, 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 that's not what you do. That's not what Jesus did. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. So you can't change things by changing the outside. What's pulling down a statue going to do? Is it going to change anything? No. So why work from the outside? He's not going to change anything from the outside. It's going to start with the inside, knowing who you are, knowing that you're made in his image and likeness. And you can act like God. And you can call those things to be not as though they were. And you can speak over that storm and tell it to go, well, Pastor, it ain't going. Did you know why? Because we as a church have not gone deep. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither has entered to the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. The deep things of God. You have to go deep. You got to take your eye off what you see. Jesus, when he rebuked that storm, he did not, he was not looking at the storm. He was looking at what he told the disciples, we're going to the other side. And he, he was looking at that man that had 2,000 demons in him that was crying out to him. And he had to get to the other side to cast that devil out or those demons out of him. Okay? That's what he had his eye on. And so when that storm came up, he, he didn't even think about the storm. He, matter of fact, he got up out of the boat said, and they said, Pastor, don't you care? We're perish. He's out there preaching faith. <laughs> I was like, Pastor Larry, he's going to give me the word. <laughs> he don't even know what I'm going through. Don't even know the situation. <laughs> That's what Jesus did. He got up and said, where's your faith? And they said, don't you care? We're perishing. He told, what did he tell them? Go to the other side. Didn't he? That means they were going to the other side. Amen. Now, he could have let them all drown. 
Now, if he said, I was going to the other side, but he said, let us go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> let us go. Let us go. Amen. We're coming off all medication. Glory to God. <laughs> See? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We're strong. We're powerful. We're anointed. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. Amen. Hallelujah. See it? He's not just in it for himself. He had them in mind. Even though they didn't even help, he took them with him. They didn't need to see something. Amen. <laughs> so they went to the other side. Glory. Because Jesus was focused not on what he could, was out here, but what's on the inside. So, yeah. If churches will begin to believe, I know there's people believing how to take control of that storm. And if we get believers together and begin to, not church divided here, church divided here, and you know, this church, um, now we're talking about the body of Christ. If the body of Christ will come together and believe what the word says, we can stop that storm. And don't let any storms come to. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at right now, this has come up in my mind. You hear where people are being persecuted in, in the book of Acts, Stephen was stoned. Is that God's will? No. God didn't want Stephen stoned. Well, why was he stoned? Because he's given authority to us. And we have to say something out of our mouths. And you know what Stephen didn't say? Stephen said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. But the Bible said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> he's standing there. What was he about to do? He got in Paul's face, didn't he? <laughs> Blinded him with the glory. Couldn't he have done that in the midst of those men? Yeah. Well, that wasn't his will. No, it wasn't his will. It was his will to him to live. Why God going to snatch out Stephen when he was full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, full of power, going about doing good, people getting healed, signs of one to follow, and God said, I'm just going to snuff you out. It wasn't God's will. No. But see, remember, the church is early. They didn't know much. So there's a lot of people, people, people killed at the torture stake. God didn't want that. God, he can just do if he wants. No, he can't. He cannot lie against his word. He cannot go against his word. He cannot lie. And give him you authority. He said, all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. Go. And he just turned that authority over to them. Tarry and Drew until you be endued with power of mine. I'm giving your power and authority to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. I'm giving you authority. Now, for Jesus to come back down and step in there and take it, it would be against his word. And you can see the progression in this. Stephen was the first martyr. James got martyred. Peter was released from prison. People were praying. Paul, listen to this. Paul was stoned how many times? Yeah, three, three at least. Could have been more. And what happened to him? You think Paul might have learned something? Oh, that's just God. No, 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 no. You got to think about this. People begin to learn some stuff. Okay. Get rid of all that false, erroneous teaching and begin to put our confidence in the word that God loves us, 
and begin to study the word to find out what we can do as believers. Now, when Paul was ready to go, I finished my course. I kept the faith. And he went on and let him chop his head off. But so the tradition says. They couldn't kill John. <laughs> you think John might have learned something? You think maybe if some of those Christians knew in the in country, what would happen if they, they went to kill them, they couldn't? But do we believe that? So you're not going to get anything but what you believe, no more, no less. I don't care what's in this word, it's what you believe. So this is why we have a good, good mirror. Because <laughs> the good, good mirror tells us who we are, tells us what to believe. All we got to do is take what's in the good, good mirror and put it, look at it, meditate on it, and then speak it out. Okay? So we found out last week that we must continue, say with me, Say, we must continue to look into the mirror for law of liberty. Amen. This mirror is the perfect law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. It's there to liberate you. So what's on the inside in your spirit, man, will now come to the outside in your soul and then in your body. That's the liberation. That's the place when you're free. Okay? When you're free is when the spirit man inside takes ascendancy over your soul. You begin to think like God. You begin to hear God, think like him. You, his will becomes your will. It's not about you. It's about his will. You think like him. And then you, you have those demotions. You start feeling like God. And you grieve because the Holy Spirit is grieved. Amen. See? Ah, that's the place where God wants to get us. Woo. And you cry when the burden of the Lord comes. And you see things that are not right. But you know what God wants them to be right. And you cry out for people. Hallelujah. That's, what he, that's where he's bringing us to because we're acting just like Jesus. You know what that's called? The perfect man. <laughs> that's what the, see, the law of liberty, when you look in this mirror and you see you, and you become, you become that on the outside, and other people can see it, then you become liberated, and now you're a perfect man. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this, I'm a perfect man. I'm a perfect man. Hallelujah. Go, go to James. That's, that's where we ended up last week. James chapter 1. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, boy. Gee. James chapter 1. Now, this is when I act up on it. Come on now. You act right. I like the rustling. I need to go back to rustling those pages. Hallelujah. Because you, you're there and I'm not. James chapter 1. Hmm. I don't like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, just you got chapter 1 because we're going to come back to that. 
Okay. Well, let, let, let's read it. Let's read it. Let's start with verse 2. Let's all read it together. Ready? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience. Now, we, last week we talked about when you fall into temptations, when there's circumstances around you, and they're all around you, okay? And everywhere you look, there's a, 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 there's a, a situation, there's a circumstance, there's a temptation, there's a trial. Uh, you ever been there? <laughs> and when I look to my right, there's a temptation. When I look to my left, there's a circumstance. I look over here, there's somebody talking about me, somebody's doing something. And I look over here, you ever been there? <laughs> and you look all around, oh my goodness. And you're surrounded by all this stuff. What do you do? <laughs> the world says, cuss them out. The world says, get upset. See? The world says, you know, a lot of times we're trained by our parents. You go back to school, you tell, you curse Johnny Allen, you so, so, so. Or, honey, you just got to suck it up. Because we're all God's, this is religion, you're all God's children. You turn the other cheek. That's the biggest lie from the pit of hell. You only got two cheeks. <laughs> or four. <laughs> you get that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Let's turn another cheek. Because God don't, he, you know, you just got to take it. That's not, that's not Bible. The Bible does say turn the other cheek. But what do you do when you turn the other cheek? Just keep letting them smack you? Jesus bore that. That's not a Christian. That's a wimp. But that's what we've been taught. There's times you can, you can don't say nothing. You might not say nothing then. But when you get back in your prayer time, bless God, you've given God the praise and the honor and the glory, and you count it all joy, praise God, because you know that's not the way it's going to end out. And you begin to see what's behind this. So the Bible tells you to count it all joy. Why? So you can just still be a wimp? You keep taking it? No, you count it all joy for the joys of the Lord's your what? Yeah. And strength is about to rise up on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be cursing. It could be blessing. How would it be if somebody cursed you out and you turn around, you know, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Wipe the <laughs> Take the wind right out of them. Hallelujah. But you got you to be strong. You know what the world said? How are you going to bless somebody that has talked about you like that? They said all that. Because when the blessings flow, the glory flows, and things change. But you got to have the inner strength on the inside of you. You don't be God just trying this stuff. You count it all joy. You count it all joy. Because in that joy, you're getting strengthened. Okay. Remember we said last week, what is the purpose of temptation? To get you off of, of what God has shown you in the mirror, who you are. See? What are we? We're blessers. Say this, that God's called me to bless. Well, when the enemy comes up against you, do you feel like blessing them? When you bless... 
That's how your blessings flow to you. That's how we get, that's how our blessings flow. When we cut off the blessing through strife, we cut off the blessing that comes through us. See, if you got a hose and it has water in it, glory to God, don't the hose get wet? Yeah. So if you stop blessing people, then the blessing can't come to you. Because you stopped it. So you can see what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to bring people into your lives, situations, circumstances, your wife, life, and you fall into these uh, situations. And the prime purpose is to get you to stop saying God's word out of our mouths. And he's been doing a good job of it, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I can, I'm about to say to most of us in here, like, there's time we shut our mouth, and I hear people, I'm just not going to say nothing. Wrong! That's the wrong thing to say. Let his word, let his praise be what? Continually in my mouth, hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Be continually in my mouth, because things are about to change. What are you doing? I don't see it. Now, you can't see that root down there, can you? Look, you ever seen a tree? Can you see the roots? But Jesus cursed the root. He didn't curse the leaves. He cursed the root. And we've been trying to curse, talk to the, the limbs, and the, which we can see up here. Uh-uh, not working. You wonder why faith ain't working? Faith was never worked to get rid of a thing that you can see. Let me tell you, faith was never meant to get rid of something that you can see. Now, that's all about speak to the mountain, it shall be removed. But you got to come from the, down here from the bottom. And when you curse that mountain, what do you believe? Believe the thing that you say shall come to pass. And, you, and it's not the mountain being removed. It's things that are blocking the mountain. That's what he's talking about. It wasn't a storm. They had to get to the other side. And when you start speaking those things that you can't see out of your mouth, glory, not, not the mountain. That's, that's, you, you tell it to go to the sea. But it's what's behind the mountain. It's what, where you're going. That's what you believe that you're saying will come to pass. And you have whatsoever you say. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. So there's temptation. He said, count it all joy. Be strong because I need you to continue saying what you've been saying because you're saying it and something's happening. You can't see what's going on because they're unseen. It's the evidence of things that are not what? Seen. See? <laughs> but you're looking at, well, Pastor, ain't nothing happened. It's nothing changing. I still got the lump. I still got this. And that's just what he wants you to see. It's still there. Instead, you don't know what's about to happen because you're speaking to the unseen. But faith gives you the eyes to see that it's something's happening, glory to God. Something moving, amen. Because it's not there, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. <laughs> On the inside, it's gone, glory. But I can't see that. I can see the outside, but I can't see the inside unless I'm using my faith. Faith has to continue in the trials and temptations, glory to God. Count it all joy. That's what he's saying. These temptations come, give me praise. Count it all joy. Knowing this, the trying of your faith works what? Patience. 
Don't say anymore out of your mouth, I don't have patience. You have patience. Say, I have patience. patience. Well, you know, I just can't pray for patience because I pray for patience. A whole bunch of stuff starts happening. (laughs) That's a lie of the devil. It was already there. You start patience, it just begins to bring out some... When you start keep saying the word, it's all that junk that's been blocking starts to come up. And you've been wondering what's been going on. There's a whole bunch of stuff. When the Titanic hit the iceberg, there was uh, nine-tenths of the iceberg underwater they couldn't see. All they saw was the tip of the iceberg. You know that the tip of the iceberg is not all the iceberg? Most of the iceberg is underwater. They couldn't see that. You've been wondering why you've been running up against this and running up against this and running up against this, and this stuff is happening. And But the devil wants to make you think, it's my wife, it's my husband, it's my boss and my job. He wants to keep you on the tip of the iceberg until you can't see what's really down underneath. That's what he's trying to do. And all you looking at the tip, somewhere down the line, you, we're going to stop saying God's word. And then we just messed up. Because that's just what the devil, you know, the devil says, ha, 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 got them now. They ain't saying nothing. You been there? <laughs> been there? I can tell where you are. I can tell when you got your mouth closed. Because God gave me, see, I'm not getting on anybody. I've been there. But I can tell. Thank God you still come. God's wanting to take another step. Open your mouth again. <laughs> Open your mouth again. Oh, but you're going to say something, aren't you? <laughs> you're going to say something because you've been created to say something. Oh, you're going to say something. But it's not the right thing to say. You're going to, we're going to say something. You're going to think something. Eventually you'll say it. Eventually it'll come out of your mouth. It won't be the good thing. So we count all joy. So now patience means this to us. I'm going to continue saying the word. Say it with me. Say patience Patience means means to continue continue saying the word. word. You believe God for something? You found scripture, you said it. You do what? Keep what? Saying it. What do you do? Keep what? Saying it. What do you do? Keep what? Saying it. You do what? Keep what? Saying it. Why? Look what happens. Look what happens when you keep saying it. But let keep saying it. <laughs> Have her perfect work. Call it her. <laughs> let me stand behind the pulpit. <laughs> peek out. Why I say her? Brother Jimmy. <laughs> Brother Tony. <laughs> Why is it her? Because her ain't going to shut up. Amen. <laughs> right, Brother Joey? <laughs> Glory to God. Her going to keep on talking. Her going to keep on talking. Her going to keep on talking. But thank God we got the right her. Amen. Her name is Patience. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
I'm speaking to some of you ladies. Just take a little patience, glory to God, with these men. <laughs> you got to be patient with us men. <laughs> you can write that, Sister Rita. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to be patient with these men. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let patience have our perfect work. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the scripture says, how do you know by the conversation of the wife you can win your husband? Did I say that? But how are you going to do that? You got, you got to know about patience. You got to be a woman of patience or a man of patience. You, you dealing with relationships? You better have some patience. Let patience have a perfect work. What's the perfect work? Come on, read it. But right, verse 4, read. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So what's going to happen if I keep saying the same thing and keep saying it and keep saying it? What's going to happen? Perfect. Patience will have her perfect work. What's, what's perfect? That you may be perfect. What's the work of perfect patience? That you might be perfect. Oh, glory to God. You, you get that? Oh, God, I'm about to see that. If I keep saying it, it keeps saying it. It keeps saying it. What's going to happen? It's going to make me what? Perfect. That's what patience's job, to make you perfect. That's what the wife's job is. <laughs> make her husband perfect. Hey, man, I know they, just, they want him to be perfect so much. Right now. <laughs> I want him to be perfect right now. <laughs> I want him to be perfect right now. No, 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 no. That's going to happen like that. <laughs> Amen. Patience. Let it have its perfect work. Let it do what it needs to do. Let it begin to work. It's working on the inside. It's working at the root. <laughs> Get what's up here. I'm speaking to y'all. The Holy Ghost is speaking to us today. If we could take our eyes off what's going on out here, amen. Yeah, he might be acting up. Children might be acting up. Things might be going wrong, might not be many money in the bank account, but bless God, I'm going to do what? I'm going to let per per patience have a what? Perfect work, because I know what it is. And the result, I'm going to be perfect. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You think that be reason why some of us have the problem we having? Because we're not perfect. Oh, could that be it? No. It's my husband. It's my wife. It's my children. It's the boss. It's the banker. They need to get themselves straightened out. <laughs> and all time, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. See, I said that, and somebody, somebody just got. Yeah, you always talk about it. I ain't talking about you. I'm saying today, you can get to a place where you're perfect. Everybody should be jumping up and down. Because what happened? Look what happens if you're perfect. What's going to come next? Entire. Say it with me. Entire. Say this. If I would be perfect, then I will be entire, lacking nothing. So is Pastor Larry getting on you? Or he's trying to show you, lead you by the Holy Ghost where God wants to take us? Whew. Lacking nothing sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> but the key to that, I must be perfect. 
So I, I'm allowing the Holy Ghost to work on me. I'm going to be perfect. Glory. <laughs> I'm looking at the circumstances and not, not cursing at them. And I'm not saying, oh, me, oh, my. Oh, man, we don't have, we're in the desert. We don't have any water. Why did God send us out of the desert with no water? Oh, la, 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 la. No, I ain't looking like that. I'm looking to have a good, good father. <laughs> he brought me out of the desert not to leave me here. There must be water out here. If he brought me out of here, there's water out here. There's stuff out here for me. There's water. I can't see it. It was in the rocks. <laughs> Glory. There was food. Where was it? It was in the heavens. <laughs> Woo! Amen. They couldn't see it. It was unseen. But God had to teach Moses patience. Speak to it, Moses. Speak to it. Speak to it. Lord, there's a Red Sea out here. <laughs> Speak to it, Moses. Use what you got. Say, what you I got? I got a rod. What you got? The word of God's a rod. Amen. <laughs> See? All right. We're, we're almost finished here. All right. Go to James chapter 3. Somebody say perfect. Say this. I am perfect. Say this. The good, good mirror. Shows me my perfection. See, you're perfect through the blood of Jesus. And I heard, heard one of my good friends of mine, Christian friend, he said, How can, we're not perfect. That's what the devil wants to make you think. But when you got born again, the blood of Jesus made you perfect. Made you perfect. Can, so can you say it with me? Say, I am perfect. See, in here, in the spirit man, you are perfect. Hallelujah. You are entire. You lack nothing. But I need to see this in the mirror because my soul doesn't know it. And my body doesn't know it. But my spirit man does. And the Holy Ghost is in there and it's trying to get out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Ghost says, let me out. Brother Tony, let me out. <laughs> it's stuffy in here. <laughs> let me out. I can do a lot of things if you just let me out. <laughs> and when you when I you let me out, i you out too. <laughs> Woo. Yes. I'm out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Now look at this. My, verse one, read. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For many things we offend all. And we found out last week when we offend all, it, um, that we stumble. Say we stumble. All stumble. We all stumble. We all stumble. Say we all stumble. There's nobody in there that doesn't stumble. Okay. You don't have to stumble. But we all stumble. Okay? Now listen to this. See, if you stumble, you're not perfect, right? A person who stumbles is not perfect. Okay? Or don't know they're perfect. If you're, if you're going to be a model, a perfect model, and they teach you how to walk, they should be able to walk with a book on your head. Yeah. And they go down that runway, 
and look like perfection. Yeah, and they're not supposed to stumble. But sometimes that happens, isn't it? <laughs> and they stumble. You know, the president comes off, off the plane and he, and he stumbles. And that happens. There's times we're going to stumble. Okay? But we, in life, we don't have to stumble. Okay? We don't have to stumble. And if we stumble, we don't have to fall. Amen. See? Glory to God. That you never fall. That's what it says in Jude. All right? But in many things, we, we, we stumble. If any man, listen to this, verse 2. If any man stumbles not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Ah, perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Where's the start? Let's go back. If any man stumbles not in word, the same as a perfect man. See? So what's a perfect man? God told Abraham in, in uh, Genesis 17, he said, Abraham, Abram, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I was wondering what that meant. How can Abraham be perfect? He said, walk before me, take my word, put it in your mouth, and say what I say. And what did God tell Abraham? What, did God, what words did God give Abraham? Genesis 12. He said, and they shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He gave him a covenant. You know what made Abraham, what make Abraham perfect? If he put the words of the covenant in his mouth and began to say those words out of his mouth. That's how he's going to be perfect. Then God took him another step. I'm going to change your name. So he's helping him out. I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. Means father of many. So this is going to help you, Abraham, to become perfect. Do you understand what perfect means now? It's not doing everything right in the natural. Don't mean a walk. It means getting the place where you are saying what God says, and that's all you're saying. That's a perfect man. Because if we can do say his word, and that's all we're saying, it's going to begin to regulate the whole body. People trying to get off of drugs. You're not going to get off of drugs by trying to get off of drugs. You get off of drugs by becoming perfect. Oh, yeah. And how you become perfect? The words out of your mouth. See? How do you change the words in your mouth? Looking in the mirror. See? Listening to the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues. I see that tongue stuff. That ain't me. No, it ain't you. But it is you. It ain't the old man. You stop. Get out the old man. Old man is dead. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. You're born again. You can speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost is in you. You can speak. But do I really need to speak in tongues? No, you don't need to speak, speak in tongues. You don't need to eat either. Why would God give tongues if he don't want you to use them? Huh? Well, you know, we're Baptists. We don't believe that stuff. Yeah. Or we're Pentecost. We don't believe you speak one time. You got it. Paul said, I, would, I speak in tongues more than you all. You think maybe I'm speaking in tongues, he learned to overcome three times being stoned? Ah. You think in those times 
of just praying in the Spirit more than you all, praying in the Spirit more than you all. The Holy Spirit began the revelation of the Word, and he began to find out, go, hey, he went to the third heaven and saw what he saw. I don't see nothing. I don't learn, don't never show me nothing. Are you doing what he said to do? Become perfect. The devil says, yeah. See, the devil gets you. He'll get us. Well, you know you're not doing that right. You're not doing that right. Are you supposed to do this? You know you hollered at your wife the other day, and you said something to your husband. You're not perfect. You need to tell him, shut up. I'm getting there because I'm learning to say God's word over. I might have hollered at my husband, hollered at my wife. Bless the Lord, I repent of that. Glory to God. And your word is going to come out of my mouth. Have you made that decision? Don't raise your hand. Have you made the decision that I'm only going to let God's word come out out of my mouth? Thank you, Holy Ghost. You are my helper. You've been sent to help me be perfect. Hallelujah. Have you done that? Let's do it before we leave here, if you really mean it. You really want, what's motivating me? That I may be perfect and entire, what? Money nothing. I ain't lacking nothing, glory to God. <laughs> that motivates me, doesn't it? <laughs> glory to God. I'm going to pray in tongues more. And I'm going to pray in my understanding. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of us, when we, when we go to the doctor, and you're sitting there waiting for the doctor. What are you doing? Okay, you go to the doctor, and you're waiting there. Sometimes you got to wait. You, you come on time, you're still waiting, what, an hour maybe? <laughs> now, what do you do in the doctor's office? They got magazines there. Well, there's conversation. What could you be doing? I, you know, Pastor, I don't have time to pray in the Spirit. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time for that. I don't have time. But you see, when we're in the doctor's office, what are you doing at that time? What do you do in the spare time you're having waiting in the line? And there's a long line. I wish this line, I didn't know what I got to do. Everyone is in this line. Couldn't we take that time? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Couldn't we do that? And what's happening? We're becoming perfect. We're being trained. Amen. We're going to come to a place where we're, we're, we are perfect. Lacking nothing. <laughs> Glory. I'm going to close with this. You ever been frustrated? Why do people get frustrated? Because, yeah. You know down on the inside that the thing is not right. Right? This is not right. This situation is not right. Because there's something on the inside of you See, you're, you're, the, the, the inner man, the spirit man, it's, it's, it's that complete immature. 
But on the outside, man, you're not. Your soul's not. So what, so what frustration comes from that soul part? Okay. But when we begin to take the soul and begin to feed it the word, and that soul begins to see, this is how we are. See, the soul left out by itself, you're going to have the, the frustration, depression. That's because the soul is not under control. And you're subject to whatever the world has gone through. Man, the people are frustrated right now. They don't know what to do. Right? They're going through stuff. Hurricanes and all this stuff. And my God, if you look at the internet and the stuff's supposed to happen, people don't know what to do. People are getting frustrated. They know, they know how things are supposed to be. They've seen it on TV. Yeah. Families, people in the family, they know something's not right. They know it's supposed to be this way. So you get frustrated because they're not exercising patience. But let patience. How do we change the frustration? What does God's word say? That's what I'm going to begin to say. If it takes a day, two days, three days, a week, months, I'm going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it. Stand to your feet and saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. Because I am a perfect man. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Become a Light Today podcast. Family Life Christian Fellowship services are every Sunday at 11 a.m. and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Call area code 856-430-6365 or visit us online today at familylifeonline.org for more information.